It's Win at Home Wednesday, and we are chasing greatness together today, trying to to find some ways to help us have a great family life this week. And I made a little list here, some things that have been very helpful to me through the years, and I think they'll be helpful to you. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Chasing Greatness. Help us share. You'll think of somebody today who needs to hear some of the things we talk about. And I think there's going to be some really practical stuff here as we have this conversation for the next few minutes. We we always say if you win at work and you lose at home, you really still lose. So it, it's so important for us to to think beyond just being leaders in the workplace, uh, in our in our corporate lives. Uh, really, it's so valuable to to really consider what kind of what kind of life do we want outside of work. We always talk about winning not just from nine to five, but from five to nine. I'm sure. That's probably out the window with everybody. Everybody's working remotely these days and schedules are different and we have people working all kinds of shifts and everything. But but this mindset of, of outside of work, having a great life, I think is very important. So I wanna I wanna give you a list of ten things that I that I've jotted down here. I think they could be uh, maybe catalytic for you having having a little bit of change, maybe a shift, a perspective change in, in your family life. So Let's start with the first one. I, I think this is foundational. It's just to make a decision to build a great family. I don't know how you have a great family if you don't make a decision that you're going to try to, to build one. And there's some key words in there. The, the decision is really is, is an important one. It, it, it's the one that reminds us that we have a choice here, what kind of family we have. Now, I, 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 before you uh, email me and before you you know tweet me, all that stuff, uh, I understand that it's you're not the only person living in your family, and I know um, I, <laughs> I know from experience there's been times when I've been really hard to live with, and I've had people that I've lived with who have been hard to live with for a season, and and it there's no uh, there's no perfect family, so that's not what I'm saying, but but I think there is this mindset of we're going to have as as much as it depends on me, we're going to try to build a great family. It's no different than trying to build a, a culture. We talk about leading, uh, building a leadership culture sometimes in our work, and it, that starts with a decision. You got to define that. What does that look like? And I think when you when you when you define or when you think about building a great family, you have to define that as well. Like, what does a great family look like? And you get to decide the kind of family that you want to have, and that that's going to look different for uh, for different people. But I, this choice to to build something great, and I, and I said there are a couple of key words there. I think the word build is one of those key words. It, it's it's something that you're going to have to work at. It's not a it's not an easy thing here. If if it were, then all the families in the world would be great. You would think, but uh, sadly, we we see a lot of families that, that struggle. And I think one of the things is that's causing us so much struggle is that we've just not decided that we're going to build something great. We're gonna we're gonna actually just um, hope that it's great. And we say every week or two, the hope is not a strategy. We, we also uh, w- would remind you here that no family drifts to greatness. There's no, you know, we're chasing greatness, but your family is not going to just, you know, drift along and, and nobody gives any thought to this and, and end up at a really great place. I, I, I really don't think that happens. And so have you made a decision for your family to be a great family, have you that you're going to do everything you can to try to build a great environment for people to grow up? I always say that that uh, that everybody deserves to be well led in in the work the workplace, the corporate place, the business place, the team, wherever you go. It's 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 amazing to me how many people are suffering 
because their leaders are not doing what they're supposed to do. But I think the same thing is true in a family. And if I could wish anything on the world, it would be that everybody would get to grow up in a, in a really great loving home. And I think that can start for you. You may not can do anything to change all the other families. I know, I know some people who are really having an impact on families outside of their family or, or on people who are not really in a great family. I got some buddies who are, you know, they're fostering kids and they've adopted kids and, and they are, uh, they're doing so much to help people who, who really are in a hard environment. But when you think about your environment, you may be in a tough environment right now, but you really can make it better if you'll make a decision uh, to build a great family. All right, here's number two. So after we made our decision, what, what's maybe the first thing that we could do to help us begin to build that great family? And I would say it's just to be grateful together. I, I think there's so much power in gratitude. There's se several layers to this when we think about it, but just to have some time I, I like the word together there have some time together where we can have this conversation but what are we grateful for and, and go around the table maybe go around uh the car wherever you are together when you find yourself together sometime this week why don't you make a list of the things as a family that you're grateful for and see what you come up with and gratitude we know from research does several things it it releases chemicals in our brain that <laughs> that you know i'm not i'm not a you know brain person but but it, it's astounding the research that like what happens when we uh when we're grateful it, it it brings joy to us it brings peace to us it brings uh health to us actually we're we're, we're healthier when we're grateful we live longer the the studies would show that we live longer i mean it's just crazy what happens when you are grateful and if you are sitting here thinking, you know, my life's not real good right now, I'm not sure I even want to live longer, it's probably because you're not grateful. <laughs> that that actually uh, it could have something to do with it. So if you think about what you're thankful for rather than what you have to complain about, it, it really can be uh, great for you and, and great for your family. So remember, we're chasing greatness here, but we, we really want to help other people have a great life as well. And when you start thinking about your family, you start thinking about winning outside of work, winning at home, it's so important for us to start with this attitude of gratitude, not to be cliche, but I mean, it's just, it's just so awesome. Now, here's the other thing we can do. We can express gratitude, not just, you know, let's, let's go around the table. What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? Those are, those are good, but also spend some time looking in the eyes of the people that you live with and remind them, Hey, I'm grateful for you. I, I really do appreciate all that you do for me. I, I had a conversation with my wife last week. She did something and really it wasn't her responsibility. She just did something. And I, and, and I was like, man, that, that, that really made me um, grateful. I mean, I was thankful she did that, but it was uh, what made it even better was when I was able to, <laughs> I actually, I actually uh, turned her around. She was in the kitchen. I, I, I turned around and said, Hey, let me, let me tell you something. I really am grateful that you did that for me. And, and you didn't have to, and I really appreciate that. And it just kind of lit her face up when I when I said that. And how many times do we have a lack of gratitude or we don't express what we might even be feeling? Maybe we are grateful, we just don't say it. And and that other person gets robbed of the joy of knowing that they're appreciated. And so I think there's something there uh, that's powerful when we express gratitude, not just we're grateful together, but we express it to one another 
So uh, that would be our, our second thing on our list here. All right, here's number three. Spend time together. Spend time together. What's the old What's the old adage? The 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 uh, the family that plays together uh, stays together. Um, and I've heard before the family that prays together stays together. There's lots of things you can do when you're spending time together. You can play together. You can pray together. You can you can. You, there's I mean there's all kind of things that you can do together as a family. I think that word together again is one of our keys here. It's it's. It's important, but time is 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 the essence of this word, or it's a, or of this or third reminder here. It, th- there's just no substitute for being together. I hear people say all the time, "We want to spend, we want to spend quality time together." That's great, you, you, and, and I'll talk about that in a second. But but honestly, quantity of time is is maybe even more important. They're both important, but but. You've got to spend some time with people if you're going to get to know them. Intimacy goes up when you have meaningful conversations over a long period of time. You you spend hours together. Now, I understand we're all pressed for time. It's the one thing we don't get more of. We can't make more time. And so there is something about this uh, quality of time. And that, and that'll, that'll be our fourth thing here. It's not not spend quality time, but but the way I would say it is be there when you're there. When you are with someone, be with that person. And I, I think sometimes it's easier to be, it's easy, not easier, it's sometimes it's easy to be somewhere and not really be there. And so I want to just encourage you to to be where you are, be where, you're, you're, where your feet are planted, you be there. It is so important. And, and when, you, when I say be there, um, there, there's, let's tie back into something we talked about last week with empathy. I think that's a good way to to encourage us to really be with someone. We we defined well, we didn't define it, but empathy we we talked about last week. It's defined as understanding and sharing in the feelings of another. And so, when you think about the people in your family, are you really uh, do you understand what they're going through, and do you share in what they're going through? And I asked you this question last week. It, it's it's so easy when things are going. Uh, well for someone else to look at them and be jealous and think, man, I wish it was going, you know, that they're, they're experiencing something really great. I wish I was experiencing something great or they're going through something really hard. And, and instead of going through something hard with them, I'm, I'm sitting over here thinking, I'm really glad I'm not going through something hard. When you, when you think about the people in your home and you consider them, I, I really want to encourage you to to empathize with them, to to go through life together. And when you're there, be there. When you leave the office, leave the office. I was with a group of police officers a couple of weeks ago, and one of the challenges I was asking them, what are you really challenged with? And they said, it's so hard to leave work at work and to really be home when we're home. And you may have a high-stress job or you may have a low-stress job. You may even if you're not careful, you can use your job as an escape valve because you've not decided to have a great family. You go home and it's really hard and you're looking to escape and go back to work. And so I, I just want to remind you, you're, you're, the people that are closest to you really should be bringing you life. And, so, and you should be bringing life to them. So let's be there when we're there. That's our fourth thing on the list. All right, number five, I want to encourage you to travel together, to travel together. Maybe a vacation would be great. Go somewhere different. You may have the same vacation every year. That's fantastic. But but travel is is so powerful because it gives us 
uh, experiences that we have, and you look back after time, and 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 those really bond us as a family. And you now you may not have the ability or the means to be able to travel extensively right now. You may have places that you would dream about going. And I would encourage you to to get everybody at some point, you know, in a conversation. And say, hey, where if you could go anywhere, where would you where would you go? And let's say that you know somebody wants to go to Tahiti and somebody wants to go to Tennessee. Well, those are totally two different things, different levels of expense, uh, and you may not be able to go even to either one of those. But what would happen if you if you decided to say we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to Tahiti one night? We we can't go for you know we're not gonna be able to take everybody there. But we can, uh, we can Google Tahiti, and we can look at some videos on Tahiti, and we could spend some time uh, for an hour together learning about Tahiti for this person in our in our family. And then maybe we're able to go to Tennessee, and we spend a weekend together there, or maybe we're able to do our vacation there or somewhere else in the U.S. I, I understand that that travel is not. Uh, it's, it's not something that you can just say, we're going to put that on our schedule and all that. And you're in different seasons of life. It, you're sometimes, you know, I'm in a situation where my kids are all gone and, and it's hard to get everybody together. Uh, we, we try to do that once a year. We can't do that all the time, but we can do that sometimes. And the same thing's true for you. So where, where would you want to go together and can you plan a trip and watch what happens when you do? It's, it's, it's crazy how, when we all go somewhere, there's stories from that, and there's memories from that, and there's pictures from that, and all kind of great stuff. Uh, so traveling together could be a powerful one. Now, these last few are going to be pretty, pretty, uh, what I would call practical here. I, I've got five more for you that I want to give you uh, before we go today. And and these last five are, it, to me, this might be the most important one, is rather than eat out, I would say eat in. Eat in. There's nothing that has been more important for our family through the years than to eat meals together at home around the table at the same time. It is so amazing what happens when you a you're going to you're going to be healthier if you eat in rather than eating out all the time. Nothing wrong with eating out and celebrating occasionally, but uh, I think it becomes the the norm if we're not careful and so to eat in is is pretty awesome. Uh, you're going to save money, you're going to you're going to get better food. But you're going to have better memories around your table. You're going to have better connection, better communication. It's going to be so important for you to spend time uh, together around the table. And then number six, I would say I want to give you a game that we played when we would sit around the table. We called it the high-low game. We didn't invent it. Maybe somebody else uh, has come up with that before. But basically, we just go around to every person and we'd play high-low. And what that means is you, you have to share one thing today that was a high from your day. This is at dinner. And one thing today that was your low for the day. What was what was the best thing that happened to you today? What was the most challenging thing that happened? And you don't comment on it. You just listen around that game. And oh my goodness, it's amazing what you what you discover about each other. What begins to be shared around the table. You don't even have to play it every day, but a couple times a week you ought to be playing high low with your family. You can, you can have four year olds and and they'll give you hey what's the best thing that happened to you today. What was what was really the hardest thing for you today? And you can have, um, you know, you can have college kids that might be home for the summer, and you can you can have those same conversations, um, no matter the age. And so I, I like eating around the table, and I love playing high high low. And this would be number number eight here would be maybe even tied to that somewhat because uh, it, I I go to places sometimes and I'll see families 
eating uh, a meal together. They are together. I guess that's you know that's the good thing. But their technology seems to be dominating the dinner or the or the meal, whatever time of day it is. And you've got five people around a table, and all five have a phone screen in their hand. And so my my eighth thing here is turn off the tech, turn off your technology. It it is so dangerous i believe for us to have screens on all the time it's just when i say dangerous it it i say dangerous because it breaks the fellowship around your table it breaks communication in your home we isolate ourselves if we are not careful and and we can justify that we're connecting with people on social media and all this and we really don't have any connections at all it's just you know likes and and posts and all those kind of things and I, you know, I'm, I'm not against social media. I'm on social media. But I, I would encourage you to turn off the technology for set periods of day. I, I, I worry about young people these days, really young people. You know, I'm looking at babies on screens and little children, you know, that have phones. And it, it's, just, it's just I can't imagine trying to parent or raise children in today's culture it, it, with all this technology. So as parents, let me remind you, you're in charge of that technology. You're the one that pays for it. You're the one that is either enabling that or you're helping them set good boundaries. Uh, they're going to have some access. I got, I got that. But you get to decide when that is. And if you will really uh, model what healthy technology use is, I'm not even sure I know what that is, but but I, I do know that if we're not careful as parents, we can just be on our screens all the time, and then your your kids are gonna, you, they're gonna be off in their rooms and and you know, isolated and not good things happen when when we're, you know, when we're uh, alone. It, it's just it's not good for us to be alone. So turn off the technology, and and that'll help you. With, without it, it'll help you be able to spend time together, be grateful together, you know, eat together, all that stuff. You're you, the, the technology will just get in the way of that. Uh, one of the things, this is kind of anti-technology, number nine, is I would encourage you to read together. I, I think there's something about a, a family saying, hey, we're going to take 30 minutes here, and everybody's going to bring a book into a certain room, and we're going to sit there and read. And you may be going, dude, that is not going to happen. There's no way. You get to decide. What kind of family do you want to have? And let everybody bring their thing, and you know, we spend 30 minutes together, and then give everybody 90 seconds to – to share something they that they learn, maybe if it's a fiction book, they can you know share part of the story or whatever. But but some rich conversations can happen uh, if you will read together as a family. And I, I'm a massive believer in when we read, it actually helps us to grow. And and your family, uh, you know, the personal growth and development of your children and your spouse and your life yourself is is so important. And so. Let's make sure that we are spending some time reading together. What would happen if you had an hour a week that you just said Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, we're going to spend an hour reading. And and maybe you could even have a, a, a you know, depending on the ages of your kid, maybe kids, maybe you could have a chapter book that you could read together as a family and somebody could read out loud for 15 minutes, you know, a couple of times a week. And, and everybody could sit and listen and you might even could take turns uh, reading, depending on, you know, again, the ages of everybody involved, but read together. I think it's, it's a powerful one. And then the last thing I would give you, this is number 10. I'm going to close with this one. I want to encourage you just to pray for God's favor on your family. I think God blessed the family. He created the family. He, he's the one who created marriage and, and gave us this opportunity to, to, 
uh, potentially not everybody has children, but you know, we, you know, the, the, we have, we have children that come into the world through families, hopefully. And that's the way it's supposed to happen. And so I want to uh, just remind you that your family is a gift from above. And the, the idea that we get to live together, in fact, God is the one who first said it's not good for us to be alone. He, he gave us this thing called the family unit. I know we've messed it up so bad. You know, we, we all have dysfunctional families. We're all a mess. I get that. Um, I'm kind of at the front of that line. But I, I, I will say this. I, I know God is the one who... Uh, design the family and I believe he wants to bless your family and so I can't think of anything better that you can than you, you can do than to pray for his um for his favor on your family just ask God to bless your family and I think if you begin with like I want to build a great family and you end with God will you bless my family and and in between you're grateful you spend time together you're you're there when you're there you travel together and experience the world you eat in around a table together. You play high-low. You turn off the technology. Spend some time maybe reading. There's there's a hundred other things you can do to build a great family, but I, I really believe you can win at home in a, in a more intentional, focused way if you'll take some of these things and say, hey, we're going to try that. We're going to – just some ideas here, but we're going we're gonna to focus on this. We're going to try to get a little bit better, and we're going to build toward a, a – a better family as we go forward. I think if you put some time on that, you're likely to see some progress. And I don't know anyone who says, "Hey, I hope my family is 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 a bad family. I hope I grow up in a, in a you know a dysfunctional home." We don't want that. We 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 want to grow up in a place. We want to build a place where people can grow up if they're growing up in our in our home. If we're the parents, uh, where people find joy and they and they and experience love and they know that they have somebody there that has their back. It's a safe place. It's a place that we can be ourselves. And but but we're not we don't we don't when I say that, it's not a place that we go and just dump our load. We can, but we want to be a healthy family member. And I'm hoping that you will you will really um, work harder maybe than you've been working. I don't, I don't know. It's something that I work on all the time. I really do want to have a great family. And I pray for that, and, I'm, and I've, we've done a bunch of stuff to try to do that. And we've messed it up, you know, as I said a moment ago, we messed it up so many times. But I really do believe that you can take some of these things and, and it can help you win at home. So that's our goal for today. We're trying to win at home. Uh, I'm going to come back with some win at life stuff on Friday. But in the meantime, let's go build some great homes, or at least let's try to make some progress here. Uh, I, I think that families that last aren't built fast, just like teams in the corporate world that last aren't built fast. It's going to be a journey. It's going to take you some time. But let's get on the road to that and see what we can do to, to make our homes a better place. We need healthy homes in our culture. They're so important right now. And you can do your part uh, to, to, to start down that road right now. So let's do that together. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. If you know somebody that's in a family, uh, they they have an opportunity to kind of shape their family. I hope you'll share this with them. Leave a comment, give us a thumbs up, like, whatever you got there. Love, love to hear your encouragement on that. And if there's anything we can do to serve you and your family, let us know. All right, we'll talk to you on Friday.